You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. You know, it's essentially become a cliche to observe, uh, quite rightly, that the tolerant left, the supposed practitioners of tolerance, the disciples of the religion of tolerance, are almost always the least tolerant people in America. It's become a cliche to point this out because it's so true. It's so uh, self-evident, so obvious, so apparent to everybody that it's almost like you don't need to point it out anymore you know it's 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 one of those things that it's like a it's like a slogan now of conservatism that the people that preach tolerance are the least tolerant and so you think well we don't even need to to talk about it anymore but what are we supposed to do because the left continues pushing tolerance while continuing to fail so miserably in the tolerance department so how are we not supposed to bring it up it would be like if nearly every vegan you meet owned a hamburger restaurant you know, if, that, if you met one vegan who owned a hamburger restaurant, you would think, well, that's a strange, this is a strange individual. But if every single vegan that you meet in your life also sells hamburgers for a living, after a while, you might start to wonder if veganism even exists. And uh, anyway, whether or not it actually does, every time the subject of veganism came up, you would not be able to stop yourself from saying, well, you know, uh, why, why is it that all of the people who believe in veganism also sell hamburgers what it's just a it's there's some there's a disconnect but this is different even than even than that because the tolerance thing uh is is different uh because a a a vegan eating a hamburger is a hypocrite maybe or someone who lacks the courage of his convictions or maybe someone who uh whose taste buds are overriding those convictions or maybe just someone who's very hungry and just can't stop himself but at any rate um that, that's all that it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lack of follow-through. And there's a lot of that, that out there. Um, and this is how, and this is the point that I want to make, this is how the tolerance thing is usually discussed with respect to liberalism. Conservatives point out how they're hypocrites, you know, and they are hypocrites. But I think that's not the point or not the most important point. Because, look, I could find plenty of examples of Christians who don't follow Christian principles perfectly. In fact, every Christian is an example. You want an example of that? Well, well, I'm one. And every other one of the world's um, millions and millions of Christians is an example because we, we are, we're flawed individuals. But here's the issue. When you see that a principle is not being followed, not being followed even by those who most often espouse it, or even especially by those who most often espouse it, you must either come to the conclusion that the people espousing the principle are defective or that the principle itself is defective. Okay, so what principles do Christians espouse? They espouse faith. If you could call that a mere principle, 
they espouse all of the virtues, temperance, justice, charity, chastity, mercy, etc. Um, they espouse love of God through lo- and, and, and through love of God, love of neighbor, and so on. Now, are these defective? Are these defective principles? Is there something wrong with them? Well, clearly not in my view. Um, we know that justice, integrity, chastity, these are real things. They can be achieved, even if our flaws make it difficult to achieve them, but they can be. And we have some idea of what they look like in their perfect form, and so we strive in that direction. You maybe have never met a perfectly honest person, but you know that it's good to be honest, and you know what honesty honesty looks like. And if you want to head in the direction of perfect honesty, then you know which way to go. So if a Christian preaches chastity and charity and integrity, But it turns out that he's greedy, lustful, and a liar. Well, then he's a coward, and he's a hypocrite, and he's weak. Fine. But we criticize the weakness, the failure to follow the principle, precisely because we recognize that the principle itself is good. We we would not, for instance, criticize a lunatic serial killer who fails to perfectly follow his principle that says that everybody should be dragged into his basement and murdered. Uh, we would consider his failure to follow the principle a good sign, a sign that maybe better principles are actually taking hold within him. Although that's probably just an act to lure you in so that he can murder you in his basement. So I'd be careful about that. But still, when something is a good principle, a coherent principle, and somebody falls short of it, we criticize them because they're falling short of something that's good and coherent, right? All right, but let's look at liberalism, particularly when it comes to this tolerance thing. It's clear, as we've established, that they don't follow the principle of tolerance. Um, Do I need to provide examples? I, I, I suspect I need not. But my, you know, my inbox and Twitter mentions, especially this week, can always give you examples. Thousands of examples if you need it. Um, the left is extraordinarily intolerant, extraordin- viciously, ruthlessly intolerant. And I've had, and I've, I've had the pleasure of ticking off, uh, you know, everybody on all different s- spots of the political spectrum. I've ticked everybody off. There was a time, uh, a period of time, a lengthy period of time, when most of my hate mail came from Republicans because of my stance on Trump back in the primary. And um, so I've gotten a taste. You know, I've gotten a taste of everybody's hate. All right. I've, I've become sort of a connoisseur of it. Um, and, and it does. It, and there are definitely similarities. But there are differences, too. And, and, and there's, there's a viciousness on all sides of every discussion, you know that people are capable of, I think especially these days in the internet age, um, when people not only have anonymity, of course, and they feel insulated and safe behind their computer screens and so so they can say things they would never say in person, but also the, um, and this is a different discussion, but the, the, but I thought a lot about it. Um, the, the kind of degree of separation that exists makes people think that, the laws of morality have been mitigated or don't apply in the same way. So in other words, a person can, 
you know, say to you on uh, in your Twitter DMs or in a Facebook message or an email, um, they could say, you know, as as I've mentioned, I've been getting this a lot this week from uh, from liberals over some things that I've been talking about. But you know, and, and I've had people say, "I hope your kids die." I hope your kids die, right? Um, and they'll go into greater detail about how exactly they want my kids to die. And and you think, well, that's a horrible thing to say, right? And I'm so numb to it at this point. It's not the kind of thing you should really be numb to, but I am. But then you think, you know, there's an actual human being, a human being who, who typed that on purpose and sent it to you. And this is someone who probably, if you met him in real life, would... Now, they might come across as vile, disgusting creatures, maybe. Um, but And they are, in a lot of ways. If you say something like that, you're vile and disgusting. But I think there's also a good chance that, you know, they would seem like a normal person. Like, this is just the, the person who, I don't know, pours your coffee at the coffee shop or just someone you walk by in the... Someone that, you know, just you're walking behind them into a place and they hold the door for you. You say hello, you know, just normal interactions. Just appear normal. But then they go online and they're saying, I, you know, they're wishing death on children. And the thing is, but they, they really do believe that it's subconsciously, maybe they tell themselves that it's just different. Because I, th- I do think that for a lot of these people, and maybe this is changing because we're becoming so numb um, that it might be changing a little bit. But I, I do think that, that even now, these people who say, I hope your kid dies, they well, they would never compensate to you in, in person. But if they did, or in fact, if they saw, if they were, you know, just out in public and they saw a stranger go up to another stranger and say, I hope your kid dies. And if this person who who said, who just said that to somebody himself online, if he saw that conversation unfolding in real life, he would think that is the worst human being. I have. That is so horrible. That that is a that is I, that might be the worst human being that I have ever laid my eyes on. That he would say something like that. It is unbelievable. You know, because they do. They just think it's different. They don't put themselves in that same category. But there is no difference. There is no moral difference. Okay? There's no, there is absolutely no moral distinction between sending somebody an anonymous message and saying, I hope your kid dies, and going up to them when they're at the playground with their kid in front of the kid and saying, I hope your kid dies. Looking him in the eye and looking the kid in the eye when he says it. There is no moral distinction. So the person who says it on the playground, we, we agree, is a monster. Well, if that's the kind of thing you say to people online, you're a monster. You are a monstrous, vile human being. You really are. I mean, you, you, you should come to terms with that. That that's the kind of person you are. You, you are not a good person. You are a, re, you are a very deranged human being. Um, anyway. So, but beca- my point is because of that effect, there's just horrible stuff on all sides and it really does exist. But there is no question from my experience that uh, leftists, and, I, and I'll say particularly when it comes to the LGBTQ, the LGBTQIAKP community, um, when you tick them off, they are far, 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 far more likely to do something like wish death on your kid 
and attack you with the most vile things imaginable, they are far more likely. And that's no, that's, that's uh, no surprise, right? We get it. Um, they say that they're tolerant and this is how they act. Now the question is why? Why? Are they defective personally or is their principle tolerance defective? Well, we know that they are defective, certainly. We all are, but maybe perhaps them more than most. But what about their principle? Is their principle even attainable? I mean, they go around preaching this thing. Is it doesn't even make sense? Have they put forward something as their guiding principle, something that doesn't even make sense? And if that's the case, then that means, and this kind of explains why they can be so vile and vicious, they have no guiding principle. Their one single guiding principle is just air. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's empty. There's nothing inside it. Is that the case with tolerance? You know, does it make sense? Well, we can we can test this out when someone says, "Well, here here are my guiding principles." We can say, "Well, okay, well, what?" And yeah, you, those are your guiding principles. Okay, you may not embody them perfectly. Maybe you never will. But what would it look like? You know, what would it look like to embody that perfectly? So we know that if someone says, "My guiding principle is uh, integrity, honesty." Yeah, maybe they're not perfectly honest, but but we know what a perfectly honest person would look like, what they would do. That's just someone who tells the truth all the time. And that's a good thing. But what if I wanted to walk the road toward being a more tolerant person, a perfectly tolerant person? You know, at, at the, the goal of any principle is perfection, right? It's, it's, there's the, the, the perfect... You know, uh, the perfect universal application of that principle. And, and so our, we are walking towards that. We want, we want to get to as close to that as we can. So if I say it's very important to me, a principle is courage. You know, that, that, that uh, uh, I want to be a courageous person. Well, then I want to get as close to being perfectly courageous as possible. What would it look like to be, to be someone who perfectly uh, embodies Tolerance. What would that mean? What does it mean to be tolerant? Uh, perfectly tolerant. Um, well, I think a completely tolerant person, I guess, objects to nothing, has no viewpoint, has nothing that he finds intolerable. Because you would, ha- you would have to start from the position of having no real point of view in order for nothing to be intolerable. He puts up with everything. He accepts everything, protests nothing, criticizes nothing. He is essentially a carrot or a head of lettuce. He's a, he's a non-entity. That's, you know, that's the, the, the perfectly um, tolerant thing on earth is like a carrot or just, just an object. That's the perfectly tolerant person is a total non-entity. He lacks all semblance of personality, of even sentience. He lacks humanity. Does that make sense? Does it make sense to hold up as a principle something that requires us to forego our humanity and assume the perspective of a piece of celery? Does that make sense? 
It's like saying the human attribute that you value most is the ability to live in the ocean and feed on plankton. See, that's, that's not a human attribute. That's, that's the attribute of a whale. So you, you can't, that, that, that can't be the human attribute you value most. If anyone tried to live by it, they would drown within minutes. And tolerance is the attribute of a rock or a goldfish. It's not, an att- it's not a human attribute. Human beings, because we have a conscience, uh, because we are conscious, because we are sentient, because we have a personality, because we have, you know, we, we can come up with viewpoints and opinions and philosophies, all of that, that means that we are not ever going to be perfectly tolerant. Tolerance is not a virtue. It's not a principle. It's not anything. It means nothing. You could take the word tolerance out of your vocabulary. Just completely remove it from your life, from your mind, from your vocabulary, from existence. And, you, and you would, you'd be fine. In fact, you'd probably be better off. It's, not, it's really a word that doesn't mean anything. It's total nonsense. I believe in tolerance. No, you don't. Someone says, I believe in tolerance. No, you don't. Stop it. Stop it. You don't believe in tolerance. You don't. You're a liar. You don't believe in it. You don't. Stop saying you do. You don't. Stop pretending you care about tolerance because you don't. It's not true. It's just not true. Nobody believes in it. Nobody cares about it. Nobody on earth cares about being tolerant. No one's even trying. In the whole history of humanity, there has never lived one single person who, who spent his whole life and never came across an idea, perspective, way of life, whatever, that he found uh, 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 intolerable. That's never happened unless he, lived, unless he lived his whole life in a cave and interacted with not a single other human being ever. But then you might say his living conditions were intolerable. And at any rate, his tolerance was a matter of default, not an act of the will. So here are the things that I tolerate. They go into two categories, right? I tolerate things and ideas in particular that are uh, true. And, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> ideas that are true, I, I find tolerable and, uh, and I tolerate them. The other category of things that I tolerate are things that I have no choice but to tolerate that I, I have to tolerate them. Um, so to some extent, I tolerate liberalism because I, I can't wipe it off the face of the earth as much as I would like to just snap my fingers and make liberalism go away. That isn't to say wipe out all liberals, but just to remu- remove that viewpoint from existence. But I can't. So I, I tolerate it, but I have to. Even tolerating the existence of other people, I, I you know, t- mere, there's nothing merely tolerating. Yeah, we should tolerate the existence of other people because to not tolerate their existence means to murder them. That's all that. But even that, that's, you know, your principle can't be don't murder people. And again, even there, that's uh, do, do liberals tolerate the existence of unborn children? No, at least a million of them a year are murdered. So. But that's not, you know, tolerating the existence of other people. That's also not a principle because you have no choice. Unless you want to go to prison, you have no choice but to tolerate their existence. Now, what we should be doing with the existence of other people, we should be loving them. We should love other people. Love is an act of the will. Uh, But love is more than just 
tolerating the fact that they exist, which you have no choice but to do in the first place. Love is, you know, to love someone is to will, to will the good of the other is to love, to want what's best for someone and to try to help them get what's best for them. And that isn't to say to help them get everything they want, because a lot of things they might want might not be the best for them, but to, to help them get what's best for them and ultimately to help them get to heaven. That's what it means to love somebody. So yeah, that's a, you know, if you, if so to speak, a, a principle that you could live by and should live by love of others, but tolerance of others, that doesn't make any sense. So to, I, I don't tolerate ideas that are untrue or bad, except to the extent that I have to. And I only tolerate the other, the existence of other people because I have to, and because I don't want to be a murderer. And because there's a real principle, uh, uh, that of love, which says that not only should I not murder other people, but I should actually want to see them improve and be better. And, uh, just as I, I would hope they would love me in the same way. So no matter how you slice it, tolerance just means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. If you tell me that, you know, tolerance is one of your guiding guiding principles, what that means is that you don't have one, that you are a confused person and you have no idea what's going on in your life or in your mind or in the world. Because if you had any idea at all, you would have principles that are much more solid, achievable, attainable, coherent. And I think that's what we need to work on finding all of us. All right. That's going to do it for me. Um, I'll talk to you guys next time. My crew chase, Scott Scott's